Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerdcast. I'm your host, Bryfi, your comics guy, coming at you with a brand new desk. Well, okay, desk is the same, layout's different, and I'm excited. You can't even see it, but I'm excited about it, and so excited that I just wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> what I did, um, I don't know if you guys know those, like, cube... You can get them at Walmart, Target, and stuff. They're like cubed shelving. They got four spaces. You can buy little like cloth drawers that go in them. Well, I love it because honestly, bookshelves cave under the weight of my comic books because I have so many. And in fact, I got a really nice, or what I thought was a really nice bookshelf uh, not too long ago. And I was just looking at it and I was like, dear God, my fucking comic books and trades are warping these board these poor shelves man i need like i don't even know like two inch thick solid wood shelving if i want to have like a bookshelf that's even capable of holding down uh, my comic books <laughs> until then though um these cubes actually work really well mainly because the shelves themselves are not very long they're only you know they they like if you've seen them, they're like, what, maybe two feet long and like they're broken in the down the middle in sections. So it's actually pretty damn sturdy if you, if you ask me. So that's why I like using them. And I got I have a, like three or four of them, but I decided to stack two on top of each other. And now it kind of acts like this cool wall on the side of my desk. It also like shields me from the door. So now my wife can't see what I'm doing. I could be watching porn and <laughs> no <laughs> but it does do that like it kind of makes like this cool little cubby and I, I actually like it and like the shelves go pretty deep so like the books only go halfway in so on the back side I have like my figurines and by figurines I mean Astro's bobbleheads <laughs> but I like it like I, I think this new layout for my desk is kind of neat because it lets me showcase some of my cool stuff around it makes me happier I have things to look at that make me happier and and that, that's really what we're here for, people, just for my happiness. For, forget you guys. Like, the fact that you're even along for the ride is just, a, like, a plus for me. <laughs> but it's all about my happiness. And if I, you know, in real talk, if I happen to make you happy along the way, then I, I, I guess we're doing a good job there. <laughs> With that being said, let's move on to some, well, we got some nifty nerd news for you guys today along well not really too much just like a few things of nifty nerd news and i'll probably like just like get on my phone real quick and just to see if there's anything else that pops up but uh some things that i wanted to talk about this week uh one being chainsaw man and also uh a comic book event that I was reading about uh the absolute carvage uh, carvage the absolute carnage uh storyline carvage carbage I don't know like the pasta monster absolute carbs uh no uh but yeah so we're gonna talk about absolute carnage which I stumbled into this past week and we're gonna talk about chainsaw man something that I didn't think I was gonna be that into but 
for whatever reason, I couldn't stop watching. And yeah, so into the Nifty Nerd News portion of it. Just one thing, I wanted to bring an update on Jeremy Renner. Uh, If you guys remember him, Hawkeye from the Avengers, you know, the Marvel Universe, and his own Hawkeye show on Disney+, Plus, which is really great, by the way. You should go check it out. He was in a pretty crazy and horrible snowplow accident, was hospitalized in, like, the ICU. Um, Things were pretty bad. Well, he's back home now, um, I guess. He's not, he definitely has not made a full recovery. Um, in fact, I think in the last news article that I read, it said that it would, I don't know if this came from the doctors or from just Jeremy Renner himself, but it said that it, it's going to take him years before he's like fully recovered from his injuries. Um, pretty intense, um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. I've, I've only seen rumors uh, or like speculation. I don't know if anyone truly knows how bad it was, but when it involves like a snowplow, it does not sound good. Um, I don't know if you've seen these things, like a snowcat is what it is. It's basically like a, a tractor with a giant plow on the front of it, and he got ran over by one. And so I don't know if like... I'm sure limbs were broken. I'm pretty sure he had a chest injury, chest injury. So not a chest injury, a horrible chest accident. My knight took E4 and just God whiplash like a motherfucker. No. um, So, yeah, it's still, you know, like while it seems like he's out of the worst of it, you know, we still hope for a speedy recovery because he's still a Hawkeye, man. Like what what are they going to do? Just. I mean, Marvel's found a way. Let's be honest. Like, Marvel has found ways to write around characters or put new people in character shoes uh, for different reasons, uh, all different types of reasons. So I I think Jeremy Renner and Hawkeye, Clint Barton, will not be... um, will not be a tough task for them. I don't think so. I think they can manage somehow. In fact, with... The advances in CGI technology, all they just need is a body double, and they could probably just put his face on everything. I mean, I've seen what they've done with other actors and stuff, so how hard could it really be? Uh, That being said, you know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and whatever, and hope for a speedy uh, recovery, because now that's what he's doing. He's recovering, so good for him. (sighs) Sorry. It was a lot of words, and I didn't think I was going to say that many words on the subject, but I did. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and there's some other stuff we'll talk about too. Okay, in the Nifty Nerd News stuff, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, yeah, we'll talk about this and then we'll go into some small town uh, madness, some small town drama, sort of speak. But the last thing for Nifty Nerd News is I've heard nothing but horrible things on the new Velma show on HBO Max. And it's uh, the show by Mindy Kaling, I think is her name. Uh, Kelly from The Office. That's how I've always known her. I mean, she was in some other stuff, too. And I find her funny. I think she's entertaining. Uh, and it's, and so I was kind of shocked to hear a lot of the hate uh, on the Velma show. Because, honestly, the premise for it sounds great. You know, it's a more adult-oriented show. Where it's going to be a lot like more, you know, adult humor and stuff like that. 
And, you know, they've made some changes with the characters, which I'm always fine for. I like I love changes to characters and past uh, IPs and updating them for a new audience. And so, I, like I said, I was just kind of shocked because it's like straight hate from like everyone. I don't think I've seen a positive thing about this show. I'm sure there's some people, but on like my feeds and stuff, like even the people who normally like things very much hate this show. <laughs> and so I needed to see why. Like why... Why is Velma so disliked? And so I decided to give uh, episode one a try and go from there. And right from the get-go, it makes sense. <laughs> like, it's, it's not a great show. Um, and I don't know how else to put it like that. It's just, it, it, I just found it very trying to watch. It was very much a grind to watch. And, like, I get it. Like, the humor... It's supposed to be slightly cringy, but also like very, um, what is the word, like edgy or like they're controversial maybe, like they're just trying to like for shock factor, but like every line in this show is like said for a shock factor, it seems like, at least for like the first 10 minutes of the show it just seems like they're just trying to shock you the entire time now there are some great premises to it like i like the opening scene in a way where it's trying to make fun of how most horror movies start with like naked teenagers and things like that while it's like high school girls talking in in like the the showers to each other and making jokes about it and like that could have played out way better somehow but it just didn't like I, I it's really i think it's the dialogue i think the dialogue of the show is what really takes me out of what honestly could be an interesting take on the character and an interesting take on the the gang as a whole uh, because they're all there you know fred's there velma's there um not shaggy but i forgot his name already it's, um and there's no Scooby either, but like that's like the dog's not important, you know, because I while it's cool to have Scooby Doo, this isn't a Scooby Doo show. This is a Velma show, but I just and it's just it, it's disappointing, is what it really is, because I really want to like this show because I can see where the good ideas are. Like like there are good ideas hidden in this show. But the dialogue and how the characters interact with each other really just take away from what could be promise. Like, that that's really what it gets to me. Like, listening to these characters talk to each other or gripe at the... I don't, I don't even know what the proper word... Joke at each other, like, the entire time. It takes away from, like... Fred's backstory and his father and trying to live up to that expectation and things like that. That's an interesting story. Like that is something that could really be played upon, but it doesn't really go that far. Velma and her family and the disappearance of her mother, spoiler alert. Oh, that goes without saying anything like that could mean something. Apparently Velma and Daphne in this storyline used to be best friends, but separated because Daphne went a whole different direction than Velma did, which I like that. I like that. Maybe they didn't always start out as friends and they needed to come together for a certain reason. But the way that this dialogue is and how much everyone hates each other and is just mean towards each other doesn't feel right. It just doesn't 
capture the spirit of anything from the old, from like the original cartoon. And while not that it has to, I would like it to. And it just, I don't know. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways, I like if reboots or new tellings on old stories still capture the spirit of the old story or still capture like pieces from it, not just character fit, like not just character skins, you know, like that's what it feels like. It feels like a terrible first person shooter that just took the skins from property from a property that is very much like Fortnite. Fortnite just takes the player skins from anime that you love, other games that you love, cartoons that you love and slaps it on this miserable game wow i mean tons of people love it i hate it but (laughs) like that's what it feels like it just feels like they just slapped the clothes on these different characters and then gave them all the same name as those same characters make reference to some of the things from the old show but not really be the old show at all or reminisce about the old like it just it has nothing to do with it and even the parts that it, it it tries to do well, it fails at. Like because it gets in its own way. That that's what I'm like. This show, Velma, gets in its own way from being a great show, and that's this is all just you know this is like a, a season a season one an episode one reaction to it. But based on this episode, I don't have any desire to watch any of the other episodes of Velma which is sad because like I said I wanted to like this show but there's just so much about it that I don't like in that it make with so much stuff out there and so many things that I need to start watching this just doesn't make me want to keep going and I'm kind of upset by that because I was really looking forward to it so that kind of sucks man (sighs) big sigh Moving on, that was it for the Nifty Nerd News. Small town drama time. So in the small town Facebook chat, there's a new excitement going on. Normally, it's all just sadness because, well, we get a new pizza place everyone hates because it's another pizza place. We get a new Mexican restaurant everyone hates because it's another Mexican restaurant. We get a chicken place everyone hates it because we already have chicken. Like, it's just how it is. Well, okay, not really. I, I kind of lied about the chicken thing. So, turns out, this small town is finally big enough to con a Chick-fil-A to enter into our jurisdiction. Somehow, some way. And, surprisingly, this seems like a good move. This, people are, well, and, like, here's the thing, you know, you gotta think of where this town is. They hate bikini baristas, but love, um, you know... Christian hate everyone chicken like that that's kind of where the town lies I mean we're south Texas like we're we're bible belt Texas type way so of course it's gonna be this way but you know they got pretty good chicken sandwiches like I can't fault them for that but here's my thing my town is known for taking good things and just shitting all over it because that's just what the town does because the people that they hire are still people from my small town like you're not going to like there's something about this black hole of a county of a of just whatever that just brings the worst out of just everything there are only like 
three nice places in this town because those people are like not from this country. Like they are just nice, genuine people who love what they do. Everyone else <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we have one donut shop that is amazing and i love the woman that works there she always remembers me and my wife and she remembers our order and she always says hi to our son love that woman to death there is a what else no that's pretty much it okay i lied there's only one place in this town that i love <laughs> and it's a donut place and a kolache place and then i like my house too that's a nice place but everything else sucks because what happens? People from my town work at those places and people from my town hate everything. I don't know what it is. The Starbucks is all right. Like they've somehow managed to just coast by without being completely awful. And surprisingly, they've made very few mistakes on any of my orders. So that's a plus. <laughs> but I'm curious to see how the Chick-fil-A is going to turn out because Chick-fil-A definitely has a certain expectation of its employees and the people from my town fall drastically short of said expectations. Oh, the other place I really enjoy is like a barbershop that I go to where I get my hair done. Man, how, how can I forget that place? Shout out to my hairstylist who always does things cool and is always really, really nice. And cuts my son's hair and he hates haircuts, but she's so patient with him and I enjoy that. So shout out to uh, the local uh, barbershop here. Anywho, okay, that being said, let's talk about the meat, the gritty, the fatty, the good stuff. Let's talk about some things I want to review. Up first, we're going to talk about Chainsaw Man. So, I actually, I didn't really want to watch Chainsaw Man, now that I think about it. Actually, it was my wife, Casey, that convinced me to watch Chainsaw Man because... She was really excited about it. She'd been reading it, and I've always seen it. And I think maybe, well, one, I'm not huge into, like, action anime. You know, I'm I'm a pervert. No, <laughs> like, I like romance and, like, music anime, like, band anime, stuff like that. And, like, I'll watch My Hero, but, like, I don't actively watch it. Like, I, like, I read it. I'm more like I'm more into reading manga than watching anime nowadays, and I'm not sure why. Maybe because it's just easier to pick up on my phone and do it while I'm at work and stuff like that versus watching an anime. But Chainsaw Man turned out to be a different story for me. Uh, me and Casey sat down to start watching it, and I loved every aspect of this man, um, even. We watched it in the English dub versus the Jap the original Japanese. I went back and watched some stuff in the Japanese version and still loved it just as much. But actually, the English dub is pretty damn good on this show, and I was actually shocked by that. But Chainsaw Man as a whole is pretty fucking awesome, man. And like, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it's bloody, it's gory, it's hilarious, it's silly, and it's got you interested in what's happening man like i i don't know what i really expected from chainsaw man and maybe that's why i enjoy it so much but i wasn't expecting something that while the character the main characters don't take themselves too seriously they are in situations that i am very invested in you know from every character on this team i think they're division four 
they all have a reason for being there. They all have a desire or a goal. And while they might not all line up in the end, the means to get there all match up. And, and, and that's kind of what makes them interesting is like they don't all have the same wants and the same reasoning for doing what they're doing, but they all know that they have to do what they do together to get to where they want to be. And so you start really getting involved in these characters and their quirks and their misgivings and you you fall in love with them, man. Like that that's the easiest way to say it is I've enjoyed every character that I've seen on the screen for Chainsaw Man. Even the villains have been really interesting and really fun to watch and although there's one where you don't really get to know much about them because uh, something happens <laughs> and but there's some other man like that really pay off big and like their characters and their involvement to the main characters um really have a payoff and it's really interesting it's really cool and it's really enjoyable the art the art in it is fantastic uh, just all the animation for it is done really well and a lot of fun and it's it's just badass, man. I don't know how else to describe it. This is a fucking badass anime, and I've been enjoying the shit out of it. I finally finished uh, episode 12, so that wraps up season one. And I thought it closed out very well, man. There's um, There were some things I wasn't expecting to happen that happens in season one, and I had a lot of strong feelings about it, which I'm shocked because I typically don't have very strong feelings about characters in anime like this. But without spoiling anything... I was very emotional <laughs> and very attached to uh, some of these characters. Because like I said, although they have like these flaws and these misgivings about them, which we all do, like they're very human in a way. They're very like, while this is a very f like fantasy driven type story, there's definitely some human drama with this and some very human emotions with this show that just really captured me, man. Like I, I was really enjoying it and really excited by it, you know? So I definitely, if you have Crunchyroll or whatever your anime watching apps has chainsaw, man, I think it's worth a shot. It's worth checking out, man. Cause it's going to make you laugh. Like that's for damn sure. And it's got tons of action in it. Um, while, got a lot of blood it's not over the top gory in a way that's gonna like make you sick because like i hate gore i i really do i'm not a big fan of it but this isn't bad like i mean there's there's some blood and some gross things but it's not like it doesn't make me sick <laughs> and so that's a plus uh man if i had to give this thing a rating though like i'm trying to think I, man, I remember in my old podcast, I used to do a rating system, and I forgot what my rating was. I can't remember if it was like thumbs up, or I think it was like positive or negative or neutral. Like, that was really the thing. Like, it just three. Like, I either liked it, disliked it, or had no feelings on it. And this, I definitely like, man. Oh, yeah, it was because I remember because my old logo was like an atom. So, you know, you were a positively charged atom, a negatively charged atom, or a neutron, you know. And... I think that still works here. <laughs> Definitely got a positive charge to this thing, man. Uh, I am feeling it. 
I think uh, you should definitely check it out. I'm a big fan of Chainsaw Man. I can't wait for season two, and that's going to take four fucking ever. Next on the to review list is Absolute Carnage, which is a two, 2019 uh, Marvel event comic book, which involves Carnage, or so you would seem to think. Carnage is definitely a character in this event, but he's more of a villain and kind of just there. Really, the main character of this story is Venom. Uh, Eddie Brock, who's back in the Venom suit, while not my favorite Venom, I actually am a huge fan of Flash Thompson's Agent Venom. Um, Eddie Brock's all right, man. It's interesting to see him in this and get to know him a little more because I never really knew Eddie Brock's Venom. I've only known Flash Thompson's Venom, and I grew very attached to that story and, and everything. Uh, this story, though, is brought to you by... Who was it? Oh, I forget. Uh, Coates, I think. Is it Danny Coates? Donnie Coates, who writes this story? I can't really remember. I believe that's the case. Anyway, so this all kind of really came up because I was reading through Amazing Spider-Man, and then I got to an absolute carnage tie-in comic and I decided for whatever reason stupid reason just to read through it because I'm just trying to read through Amazing Spider-Man to get to the end of this series so I can pick a different series to start with and there was some interesting things so first off the weird mummy character is in it and he's talking to Norman Osborn and Norman Osborn for whatever reason believes that he is uh what is his name Cletus Cassidy who is Carnage and Apparently, he had the Carnage symbiote on him at some point, or is still him at some point. I don't know. It's very weird, this tie-in issue, because it seemed to jump back and forth between flashback and flash present and flash future. Like, I don't know. It was just very strange, and I didn't like the way that it read. I didn't like how the story, so I was like, this is really confusing, let me find Absolute Carnage, uh, the event comic, read through it, and maybe this will make sense. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. <laughs> but there are some things in this tie-in that I did latch onto because they seem very important. One, Norman, who believes he is, uh, like I said, uh, what is it, Cletus? Cassidy? I forget his name already. Who believes he's Carnage, uh, does talk to the mummy dude and mentions that Norman, like, because, like I said, Norman believes he's this serial killer and he believes the voice inside of his head is Norman Osborn and not the other way around. And as Norman, he talks to the mummy dude saying, mentioning stuff about legacy and where where this mummy person is now. And I'm not exactly sure 100% what that means, but I haven't seen or heard mention of Harry Osborn, Norman's son. So I'm believing Harry Osborn has died at some point, which I'm still not to 100%. Actually, I could probably just look that up right now, huh? And um, no, I'm not because I might spoil something. But that's what it leads me to believe is that this mummified person is Harry Osborn. The way that Norman is talking to him and talking about legacy and stuff like that. This might be the case. And Harry knows who Peter is. I don't think he knows. I didn't think he knew that he was Spider-Man. I thought that was wiped in canon, but maybe he does. I don't know. It's, it's very confusing. But so all this stuff is what led me to go 
prompt me to read Absolute Carnage, which is really a Venom storyline. It spins out of the Venom uh, comic series where Venom ends up finding like the god of the symbiotes. I think his name is Null. Turns out like he's been banished or exiled and put to sleep and like the remnants of the Venom symbiote is what surrounds him and keeps him dormant or whatever and keeps him safe. And Carnage now wants to release the god Null and destroy everything in the universe, turn it all back to black, basically. And some weird death cult type thing. I forget what they they call themselves. So Carnage finds his way to Earth and his goal is to kill everyone that has ever had a symbiote on them or in them or whatever you want to call it because as it turns out when the symbiote leaves the the host it leaves like genetic code or something behind what they're basically calling the codex and so collecting these codices is what will awaken the god so to speak and it also makes the symbiote stronger as it's becoming more and more whole and so like that's kind of the the premise of the storyline and that's why everything's going that's why venom is on the run with his son like eddie's on oh yeah eddie has a son we didn't even know about but he's led the son to believe that he's really just a younger brother to eddie because i guess too much attachment is bad attachment but that's still your flesh and blood whether it's a brother or a son like that that's still attachment but i guess it's easier to leave someone if they think you're their your brother versus your father i don't know it it's it's just a bad take on eddie's part here and maybe it's a bad take on the storytelling i'm not 100 percent sure really this is not a great story but reading the event comic it, it really reads like i'm jumping around there are tons of tie-ins to this story i did not read a single one of them because i had no desire to read a single one of them characters just pop in and out for i'm guessing tie-in reasons and then venom ends up meeting up with the maker who if you follow marvel comics you know the maker is actually from the ultimate universe it's reed richards from the ultimate universe and when the incursions happen, now he's on 616 world, but I think the ultimate world still exists for reasons because <laughs> incursions, my ass. And, you know, because as much as things change in Marvel, they all have to stay the same for stupid reasons. But, and then I got so distracted because the maker wears this stupid, stupid helmet that's like elongated on his head. It makes him look like a xenomorph from the Aliens movie. And I was so just distracted by that. I had I spent like probably half an hour looking it up before I finally realized his helmet is shaped that way because his head is shaped that way. He has a fucked up head. And apparently it's because he had to make his brain more smart. So he made his head more big. And that's how that works. Comics. Even though he's Mr. Fantastic, even from the Ultimate Universe. So he stood, he should still be stretchy. Like stretchy head, stretchy arms, stretchy everything. But no, head shaped weird and puts in like, it's a good thing it's in that helmet. Because if he just sat around with fucked up egg shaped head, I probably would never, ever, ever want to read this book ever, ever, ever again. Or any book that the maker shows up in. It's so weird. Anyway. The makers come up with a way to extract the codices from all the people, so they do that, but it's going to put them out for a few hours. Carnage shows up, because of course he shows up, and Venom, without the 
or Eddie Brock without the Venom symbiote, has to fight against Carnage in any way that you can think is possible. So he's trying to deal with that. Norman Osborn is Carnage because, well, they say so. And he's trying to kill Peter Parker Spider-Man, who is trying to protect Eddie's son and Normie Osborn because... I forget why Norman's there, honestly. Or, or not Norman, but Normie, Norman's grandson, who's named after him. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. That's kind of hard to keep track of. That's a whole thing. And then, like, I guess Peter and Norman end in a draw for whatever reasons. And then he wakes up, but, like, oh, by he, I mean Norman wakes up, but then just leaves because for other reasons he's not allowed to kill Peter Parker. And I can't remember if that was a Carnage thing or the Mummy Person thing. He's gone, though. I think it was a carnage thing. Yeah, it was a carnage thing. He Because they had more important things to do than go after that. That menace of a spider. And then Venom looks like he's on it. Or Venom. Eddie Brock looks like he's on his last robes. But then, of course, the Avengers show up. Because although it was going to take hours for them to heal from having the codices removed from them. Eh, they're, they're superheroes. That works out great. Oh, at one point, Hulk has a, a symbiote on him. And that never plays out beyond just a cool little thing that happens which kind of irked me a little bit because it just it just happens and then it's not happening anymore and then um eddie brock gets all the the codices that they collected with the maker to go after carnage to kill carnage but then it turns out carnage is like it doesn't matter what you did you just did what i wanted you to do and that's put all the codices in one place now our symbiote god is going to awake and come to earth and kill us all and then he kind of just fucks off and leave or well, he gets killed and then, like but i'm sure carnage is going to be back in some way or the other and then like yay the day of save but it's really not because now this super evil thing that's going to come and kill earth is on its way to come and kill earth and that's absolute carnage everyone you're welcome and i just saved you a couple of minutes <laughs> You don't have to read it now. I've read it for you. All for the sake of Spider-Man. <laughs> and I gotta be honest with you. I The artwork's pretty cool in it. Like, I, I will give this story that. I, I super dig the artwork in this uh, comic. I think it's done by Ryan Stegman, if I'm not mistaken. And I really enjoy Ryan Stegman's artwork on uh, Spider-Man. You should definitely check out... Um, superior spider-man because he does quite a bit of artwork in there and i dug it like i I love what he does with the character and how he draws peter parker and spider-man and all the other characters um story it's all right like i said it jumps around i guess you have to get into the tie-ins a lot more if you really want to enjoy what's happening i did not really want to enjoy what was happening to be honest with you i was just there was nothing interesting about it um the only interesting thing that I liked about Venom wasn't even a part of Venom anymore, and that's Flash Thompson. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, meh, meh. <laughs> as far as the rating goes for this one, it's not that I didn't like it, because like I said, there were things that I found about it to enjoy, mainly the art, but it definitely just, there's for me, there was nothing there, like, I'm not reading the story that it spins out of. I'm not interested in the story that it seems to be building to that's going to lead back into the Venom comics. And even though it's called Absolute Carnage, it doesn't really focus a lot on Carnage and like his thought process and what he's going through and stuff. It's more about Eddie Brock and that that's the sort of thing. And I kind of would have preferred if it would have maybe focused on Cassidy a little bit more. I thought that would have been interesting. 
So yeah, it's definitely a very neutral charge for me. Um, you can check it out if you're a Carnage fan or a Venom fan, but other than that, there's really no point into it. And in fact, like Peter Parker's like thrown into this very much just at the very end of the first issue. Like, oh yeah, symbiote stuff. We should have Peter Parker in it. And there's no reason to have Peter Parker in it. Like, other than he wore a symbiote, but you could have done it the same way that you did with the other Avengers. But I mean, like, I get it. Like, he was the first person to wear the symbiote and bring it to Earth and stuff. But other than that, like, this isn't his story. and He really doesn't need to play as big a role as he does in it. But it's whatever, man, I guess. I just, I was very not a fan of this book. And the more I talk about it, the lower my charge is getting on it. <laughs> so I better stop now while we have it at a, a, a neutral charge for a comic book. Mm. Mm, excuse me i've been holding that burp in the whole time every time i take a pause is because i've been trying to hold back that burp it finally released you're welcome <laughs> but that's it that we have for the comic book review and everything that i wanted to talk about this week guys hopefully you enjoyed i believe we're just gonna kind of keep the episodes releasing later in the week like we've been doing these past couple of weeks just kind of makes it easier for me versus like trying to get it out like first of the uh like monday like i've I always tried to shoot for mondays or tuesdays and it's just i don't know man it just do- doesn't work for me anymore so i think we're gonna go like thursday fridays for comic book releases or ep- podcast releases and you know that lets like the newer stuff that comes out gives me a chance to read all that kind of things and because like new comic books come out on Wednesdays so that kind of gives me that and kind of let some of the news build up over the week and like from the weekend into the week so I think overall Thursday releases will be better for us going forward that being said that's really it for this week guys um I polled y'all over on Twitter to ask what of the three storylines in Pokemon Violet you wanted me to pursue first because I'm finally into just about the end game. I'm into the final, the finale of Pokemon Violet, where I've beaten all the Pokemon League gems. So now it's time to enter the Pokemon League and the Elite Four and all that. I have defeated all the Titans. Now it's time to go to um, the Research Lighthouse and see where that's going to lead me. And then I've also beaten all of the Team Star bases, and now that's lead me. To face off against a the person behind the scenes, the main boss of Team Star. And when I polled you guys on Twitter on what to do, you wanted me to finish the Titan quest. So I'm going to go to the lighthouse to see where that takes me. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to lead me into Area Zero. Uh, so we'll have to see where that goes from there. Uh, but that... That's it, guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening this week and listening to me ramble for almost 40 minutes. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.